Don Juan by Lord Byron Read by Peter Gallagher This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org Canto One, Part One I want a hero, an uncommon want, when every year and month sends forth a new one, till, after clawing the gazettes with cant, the age discovers he is not the true one. Of such as these I should not care to vaunt. I'll therefore take our ancient friend Don Juan. We've all seen him in the pantomime, sent to the devil somewhat ere his time. Vernon, the butcher Cumberland, Wolf, Hawk, Prince Ferdinand, Granby, Burgoyne, Keppel, Howe, Evil and good have had their tithe of talk, And filled their signposts then, like Wellesley now, Each in their turn like Banquo's monarch stalk, Followers of fame, nine pharaoh of that sow, France too had Bonaparte and Du Maurier, Recorded in the Moniteur and Courier, Barnave, Brissot, Condorcet, Mirabeau, Pétion, Clouts, Danton, Marat, Lafayette were French and famous people, as we know, and there were others, scarce forgotten yet, Jubat, Hoche, Marceau, Lannes, Dessay, Moreau, with many of the military set, exceedingly remarkable at times, but not at all adapted to my rhymes. Nelson was once Britannia's god of war, and still should be so, but the tide is turned. There's no more to be said of Trafalgar, tis with our hero quietly inurned, because the army's grown more popular, at which the naval people are concerned. Besides, the prince is all for the land service, forgetting Duncan, Nelson, Howe, and Jervis. Brave men were living before Agamemnon and since, exceeding valorous and sage, a good deal like him too, though quite the same none, but then they shone not on the poet's page, and so have been forgotten. I condemn none, but can't find any in the present age fit for my poem, that is, for my new one. So, as I said, I'll take my friend Don Juan. Most epic poets plunge in medius res. Horace makes this the heroic turnpike road, and then your hero tells, whene'er you please, what went before, by way of episode, while seated after dinner at his ease beside his mistress, in some soft abode, palace or garden, paradise or cavern, which serves the happy couple for a tavern. That is the usual method, but not mine. My way is to begin with the beginning. The regularity of my design forbids all wandering as the worst of sinning, and therefore I shall open with a line, although it cost me half an hour in spinning, narrating somewhat of Don Juan's father, and also of his mother, if you'd rather. In Seville was he born, a pleasant city, famous for oranges and women. He who has not seen it will be much to pity, so says the proverb, and I quite agree. Of all the Spanish towns, none is more pretty. Cadiz, perhaps, but that you soon may see. Don Juan's parents lived beside the river, a noble stream, and called the Guadalquiver. His father's name was Jose, Don, of course, a true Hidalgo free from every strain of Moor or Hebrew blood. He traced his source through the most Gothic gentleman of Spain. A better cavalier near mounted horse, or being mounted ere got down again than Jose, who begot our hero, who begot—but that's to come. Well to renew. 
His mother was a learned lady, famed for every branch of every science known and every Christian language ever named. With virtues equalled by her wit alone, she made the cleverest people quite ashamed, and even the good within would envy grown, finding themselves so very much exceeded in their own way by all the things that she did. Her memory was a mine. She knew by heart all Calderon and the greater part of Lope, so that if any actor missed his part, she could have served him for the prompter's copy. For her finagles were an useless art, and he himself obliged to shut up shop. He could never make a memory so fine as that which adorned the brain of Donna Inez. Her favourite science was the mathematical. Her noblest virtue was her magnanimity, her wit, she sometimes tried at wit, was attic all her serious sayings, darkened to sublimity, in short, in all things, she was fairly what I call a prodigy. Her morning dress was dimity, her evening silk, or in the summer muslin, and other stuffs, with which I won't stay puzzling. She knew the Latin, that is the Lord's Prayer, and Greek, the alphabet, I'm nearly sure. She read some French romances here and there, although her mode of speaking was not pure. For native Spanish she had no great care, at least her conversation was obscure. Her thoughts were theorems, her words a problem, as if she deemed that mystery would ennoble them. She liked the English and the Hebrew tongue, and said there was analogy between them. She proved it somehow, out of sacred song, but I must leave the proof to those who've seen him. But this I heard her say, and can't be wrong, and all may think which way their judgments lean em. Tis strange the Hebrew noun which means I am, the English always used to govern damn. Some women use their tongues. She looked a lecture, each eye a sermon and her brow a homily, an all-in-all sufficient self-director like the lamented late Sir Samuel Romilly, the law's expounder and the state's corrector, whose suicide was almost an anomaly. One sad example more that all is vanity. The jury brought their verdict in insanity. In short, she was a walking calculation, Miss Edgeworth's novels stepping from their covers, or Mrs. Trimmer's books on education, or Caleb's wife set out in quest of lovers. Morality's prim personification, in which not envy's self a flaw discovers. To others share, let female errors fall, for she had not even one. The worst of all. Oh, she was perfect, past all parallel of any modern female saint's comparison. So far above the cunning powers of hell, her guardian angel had given up his garrison. Even her minutest motions went as well as those of the best timepiece made by Harrison. In virtues, nothing earthly could surpass her, save thine incomparable oil, Macassar. Perfect she was, but as perfection is insipid in this naughty world of ours, where our first parents never learnt to kiss till they were exiled from their earlier bars, where all was peace and innocence and bliss, I wonder how they got through the twelve hours. Don Jose, like a lineal son of Eve, went plucking various fruit without her leave. He was a mortal of the careless kind, with no great love for learning or the learned, who chose to go where'er he had a mind, and never dreamed his lady was concerned. 
the world as usual wickedly inclined to see a kingdom or a house o'erturned whispered he had a mistress some said two but for domestic quarrels one will do now donna inez had with all her merit a great opinion of her own good qualities neglect indeed requires a saint to bear it and such indeed she was in her moralities but then she had the devil of a spirit and sometimes mixed up fancies with realities and let few opportunities escape of getting her liege lord into a scrape this was an easy matter with a man oft in the wrong and never on his guard and even the wisest do the best they can have moments hours and days so unprepared that you might brain them with their lady's fan and sometimes ladies hit exceeding hard and fans turn into falchions in fair hands and why and wherefore no one understands tis pity learned virgins ever wed with persons of no sort of education or gentlemen who though well born and bred grow tired of scientific conversation i don't choose to say much upon this head i'm a plain man and in single station but o oh, ye lords of ladies intellectual inform us truly have they not henpecked you all don jose and his lady quarrelled why not any of the many could divine though several thousand people chose to try twas surely no concern of theirs nor mine i loathe that low vice curiosity but if there's anything in which i shine tis in arranging all my friends affairs not having of my own domestic cares and so i interfered and with the best intentions but their treatment was not kind i think the foolish people were possessed for neither of them could i ever find although their porter afterwards confessed but that's no matter and the worst behind for little juan or me threw downstairs a pail of housemaid's waters unawares a little curly-headed good-for-nothing and mischief-making monkey from his birth his parents ne'er agreed except in doting upon the most unquiet imp on earth instead of quarrelling had they been but both in their senses they'd have sent young master forth to school or had him soundly whipped at home to teach him manners for the time to come don jose and the donna inez led for some time an unhappy sort of life wishing each other not divorced but dead they lived respectably as man and wife their conduct was exceedingly well-bred and gave no outward sign of inward strife until at length the smothered fire broke out and put the business past all kind of doubt for inez called some druggists and physicians and tried to prove her loving lord was mad but as he had some lucid intermission she next decided he was only bad yet when they asked her for her depositions no sort of explanation can be had save that her duty both to man and god required this conduct which seemed very odd she kept a journal where his faults were noted and opened certain trunks of books and letters all which might if occasion served be quoted and then she had all seville for abettors besides her good old grandmother who doted the hearers of her case became repeaters then advocates inquisitors and judges some for amusement others for old grudges and then this best and weakest woman bore with such serenity her husband's woes just as the spartan ladies did of yore who saw their spouses killed and nobly chose never to say a word about them more calmly she heard each calumny that rose 
and saw his agonies with such sublimity that all the world exclaimed, What magnanimity! No doubt this patience when the world is damning us is philosophic in our former friends. Tis also pleasant to be deemed magnanimous, and the more so in obtaining our own ends. And what the lawyers call a malice animus, conduct like this by no means comprehends. Revenge in person certainly no virtue, but then tis not my fault if others hurt you. And if your quarrels should rip up old stories and help them with a lie or two additional, I'm not to blame. As you well know, no more is anyone else. They will become traditional. Besides, their resurrection aids our glories by contrast, which is just what we were wishing all. And science profits by this resurrection. Dead scandals form good subjects for dissection. Their friends had tried at reconciliation, then their relations, who made matters worse. To hard to tell upon a like occasion to whom it may be best to have recourse. I can't say much for friend or yet relation. The lawyers did their utmost for divorce, but scarce a fee was paid on either side before, unluckily, Don Jose died. He died and most unluckily, because, according to all hints I could collect from counsel learned in those kinds of laws, although their talk's obscure and circumspect, his death contrived to spoil a charming cause. A thousand pities, also with respect to public feelings, which on this occasion was manifested in a great sensation. But ah, he died, and buried with him lay the public feeling and the lawyer's fees. His house was sold, his servants sent away, a Jew took one of his two mistresses, a priest the other, at least so they say. I asked the doctors after his disease. He died of the slow fever called the tertian, and left his widow to her own aversion. Yet Jose was an honourable man, that I must say who knew him well. Therefore his frailties I'll no further scan. Indeed, there were not many more to tell, and if his passions now and then outran discretion, and were not so peaceable as Numa's, who was also named Pompilius, he had been ill-bought up, and was born bilious. Whate'er might be his worthlessness or worth, poor fellow, he had many things to wound him. Let's own, since it can do no good on earth, it was a trying moment that which found him standing alone beside his desolate hearth, where all his household gods lay shivered round him. No choice was left his feelings or his pride save death or doctor's commons. So he died.